0: Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor.
1: Well, I have to warn you, I am in a particularly persnickety mood today, so watch out, because here comes two hours of antics. That's all I can say. BJ Colleen, I'll start with you, because you fire me up, lady. Fire me up.
2: (laughs) <laughs> You're never persnickety, ever. I would never use that You word know, I, I, I
1: was telling a friend that I do believe I've been blacklisted by the automakers. And I'm okay with that. Actually, it's, it's about time somebody did that. It was uh, way past... Do if you want to know the truth.
2: Why anyway, were you blacklisted? Do you think I don't know?
1: Just you know, it's like there's uh, typically they're they're always calling and uh, inviting you to this and that and drive this and drive that. I get none of that, and I'm like, okay, okay, you want the truth? Here comes the truth. <laughs> I'm joking.
2: I know. They, you they, and I talk to the anyway. I know we've done this before. It's it's all about the influencers because they don't critique the cars. Right. They just talk about how great they are. Well, so it's, uh, that's, it's the, kind the, of that's the
1: media. See, here's the yep. thing: the media these days is into, sen- 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 what's the word? Sen- Sensationalism. Thank you! See? You're welcome. <laughs> That's why I needed you, because I can't even say, I, this has happened to me lately, my tongue gets turned upside down and then it <laughs> flaps around like an old fish. But anyway, um, they want to just report only the, the the most perilous garbage and in a way that you don't really know you know who to believe or what to believe. So I feel like, you know what, listen, we're still... Car enthusiast, you and I, and and yes. Carl Brower, who will be following us here in a little bit, and and other folks that are on the show, I like the car business because I like cars. Now I'm just glad that I'm not into knitting because it'd be an awful boring show. Um, <laughs> and now we could we could do a, a show about fishing lately. I've been liking fish and tractors. We could do tractor talk, you know, because I'm <laughs> we're working on tractors and doing stuff and cow talk matter of fact I uh, you know I have cows I, right. uh, I changed the name of car and driver because I spent years at car and driver and I took their logo and I made it cow and driver and I sent it to the president <laughs> it's very funny don't ever put that anywhere and I'm like <laughs> all right I go but you know it's I good like it. <laughs> yeah so anyway but uh, for the fact that we're car enthusiasts and we should speak honestly about what we believe and what we feel and what we're passionate about that's what we're gonna do on the show now no, luckily, yeah. Luckily, yes, we always have. Luckily, it's a very fun business, period. You know? Interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. (laughs) It's got a lot of variety. Old cars, new cars, electric cars, you know, crappy cars, good cars. But speaking of old cars, last week you went to Barrett Jackson. It's the first Barrett Jackson I that I haven't been to in quite a while. I'm just not sure why. I probably should have, because you live in Vegas and that's where it was. Uh, yeah. or outside of Vegas anyway, but you were there. Maybe you give us a little wrap-up on that.
2: Yeah, it was an interesting show. A, a lot uh, fewer cars than I've seen before. You know, they moved into the West Hall the Convention Center, which is smaller than the Mandalay Bay area. Right. Still a lot of people, though. It was well-packed. A lot of people went uh, oh, Thursday, good. Friday, Saturday. They yeah. did not have a Sunday event. But uh, I have never seen this before at Barrett-Jackson where nothing went over a million dollars. Nothing sold for over a million. They got close. Right. Um, the 2019 Ford GT, the lightweight edition, it still had 3,200 miles on it. Mm. Uh, you know, it was designed for um, for racing kind of, but it sold for 990 thousand dollars. Mm. But that was that was a great price for that vehicle. Because so anybody knows, I, I forgot what they sold new like seven something. So. It's still a good deal. And so I was kind of surprised when that, that's as much as it went for. Yeah. There was a, a unique Ferrari, the SF90 that we talked about last time. Uh, had a twin turbocharged V8 with three electric motors. that power output's 986 horsepower, which is the most powerful production Ferrari ever made. It sold for $594,000. It's a
1: bargain! It's a bargain. I talked,
2: I talked to my friend at Ferrari. He <laughs> yeah. said that's a million-dollar car. Oh. So somebody stole that car. Chances are... And you know how this game is played. Oh, yeah. You'll we'll see it in January. They'll oh, yeah. They'll be selling it at the Scott auction. <laughs> or, or,
1: <laughs> or, let's just say that it happens even quicker than that and goes to another auction in Pebble Beach. Oh,
2: yes. You know? All right. By the way, it's hold possible. still.
1: Hold still. More. We'll give you a little wrap up on, uh, if you're into the collector car hobby uh, and or the hot rods and all the stuff, the enthusiast cars, Barrett Jackson is where we go to see what's going on in that world. Uh, this is ACDC, Girls Got Rhythm. BJ Colleen's got rhythm, and she'll be right back with more. Don't go anywhere. It is The Drive.
3: Well, my lady, she's she's the me my
4: Attention, business owners. 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holm. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash (laughs) book.
1: Well, you're listening to The Drive all across America. This show is going to bring the honest truth about what's going on in the car industry. Nothing but, so help me God. Oh, that's a heavy thing to say. BJ Colleen is here. Can we say that? So help me God. Huh? What do you think?
2: You say whatever you say whatever you want. <laughs> you say whatever you want.
1: That's true. <laughs> so help, so help me, me God.
2: So help me, Alan. I don't care
1: whatever you want. Me. <laughs> I said we're gonna bring Alan. the honest truth. You know what's funny is, I guess you know after my birthday, June twenty first, with my actual birthday, something happened. Like a uh, primordial clock was ticking, and it went bong bong bong. Time to just let the kraken out. So, oh it's time. <laughs> Why not? I got a Kraken. I got to let wife? it out.
2: You know. <laughs> Should I call Jan and warn her that oh, the kraken's coming? Let out? me
1: tell you, she knows. We had an argument the <laughs> other day. Oh boy, I went to bed early. She went for a walk, you know, in the sunset, and she's talking to somebody. And I thought, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. I worked hard. I was pouring concrete and doing stuff, and uh, I just, thought, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. So I go to bed. I didn't call her to see what she was doing, tell her I was going to bed. I just turned off all the lights, and I thought, I'm going to be considerate. Turned off all the lights, and she walks in the door, and the whole house is dark. Because she you know, <laughs> she kind of was talking some lady on the corner, because some bird was making noises, and there's a certain kind of a bird that'll lay its eggs right on the in the rocks. And if you get near yeah. it, it'll like act like it has a broken wing. So she talks to this lady for an hour. This is my wife. And she comes walking in, and she comes walking right in the bedroom. And she's like, rawr, 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 rawr. and I'm like, eh?
0: rawr, 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 rawr.
1: I'm, I go right back to sleep. And then she goes, what happened last night? I go, what do you mean what happened? I was tired. I went to bed. She goes, you didn't call me. And I, you, all you did was grunt. I'm like, I was tired. <laughs> so the Kraken is on the loose in the house. That's all I can tell you. And then we argued about it for three days. So uh, oh this, today is day four, by the way. Anyway, uh, back to Barrett Jackson. There was a full house, but cars did not bring the bank, is what you're saying.
2: Yeah, not individually. I mean, they made a a good amount of money overall, as they always do. But, uh, you know, what's interesting is that they're actually one of the memorabilia, because Jackson-Dawson sells a lot of memorabilia. One of the items of memorabilia actually sold more than a lot of the cars. (laughs) What was it? It was a May West, what they call a visible gas pump. It actually set a world record for vintage gas pumps. It went for $368,000. Oh my God.
1: That's where so. a fool and his money are soon parted, as they say.
2: <laughs> well, wow. you know, if it's a collector's item, it's something you really want. But I'm like, maybe I should have, uh, because I usually don't go to that auction. I go to the car auction. But right. maybe next year, if there's something like that, I'm going to start going to the memorabilia Million auction. Gas pumps. Because it was crazy. Well,
1: you know, what's but, funny is to, to this point, when you're at a garage sale, and this happened to me, and you see an old gas pump or a... You know, an old uh, Firestone sign. So I saw an old Firestone yeah. sign, and I said to the guy, I go, hey, what do you want for that over there? And he goes, oh, he goes, well, 50 bucks." And I was thinking, 50 bucks That thing's probably worth about 25 I was going to make him an offer. But then he goes, I got another one that's brand new, still in the box from, like, 1950. And I go, what? Whoa. I go, where? Show me. And he, he goes into the back, comes out, and here's this brand new one. I go, what do you want for this? He goes, eh, I'll probably have to have $100. This sign is probably worth two thousand dollars. You know what I mean? So you bought it. So I bought it. It's hanging on my garage wall. So oh, when you, didn't you resell it, when oh. you're no, when you're in a garage sale environment, nobody knows what things are worth for the most part. If the guy was a car guy that had the garage sale, it'd be a different story. This guy happened yes. to work at a place that had this sign, and they he just, they were going to throw it away. And I just got a phone call from a d- guy today, same kind of a thing. He says, "Hey, they double ordered." my boxes and he goes they told me just to keep them and i don't have room for them he goes do you want them he goes otherwise i'm taking them to the dump these are shipping boxes and i go Well, how big are they he goes they're like you know 16 by 18 by 14 i go it's like the exact size everybody pays three bucks for each yeah i got a pallet of three thousand of them for free what am i doing with them (laughs) i got room for them i don't know (laughs) i have room you'll (laughs) use them eventually the hoarder strikes again Yes, I will sell them for a dollar apiece. I don't know. I'd spend $10,000 selling them for $1,000.
2: Yeah. Amazing. So anyway. Amazing.
1: All right. Last, you got 30 seconds or about a minute okay. to give me the last Real highlights. Fast, yes. um,
2: Nicole Kidman and Keith Urban were walking around there. Oh, they, yeah. they hauled them up to help auction off a vehicle for charity for the American Cancer Society and yeah. Christie House, which is another charity. They sold the, the vehicle, which was the last, the challenger that came down from the sky when they introduced it out of the speed oh the yeah no
1: no um, the D- the Demon yeah. 170 the
2: Demon that's right yeah. the 170 sold yeah. for 400 the guy turned around and gave it back to him made another 300 and something so and I'll tell you what that
1: was that was cheap let me just Big tell you cheap. they're bringing yep. 250,000 bucks they're yep. on on the street and people haven't yep. even taken delivery of them yet that was cheap well yep. the first guy though, so first guy should have kept it he probably could have sold it in a year for a million bucks uh, all right, uh, living on a prayer. here we go, Bon Jovi. Uh, bon Jovi. that's what BJ stands for. Bon Jovi Colleen here. <laughs> um, i did did you guys know that she that this BJ is Bon Jovi. We'll be right back.
0: is the drive with alan taylor
1: Ooh, hoo, 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 hoo. bon jovi joining us i mean bj bon jovi bj colleen yep we just figured out what the bj stands for
2: uh, that's not it but i'll take his money
1: barbara jean barbara nope, ba- nope. Bar- i know it's barb so yep. uh june you don't
2: get to nope juanita
1: No, it isn't.
2: You're such a liar. (laughs) No, but I tell people that. (laughs) I did get in trouble, though, because I told my cousin that was my middle name, and and later on, I told her it wasn't. She was mad. I said, why? She goes, because she put it on some legal documents, you <laughs> oh, know, on the and stuff like that. So, so I stopped saying that now. Oh, I'm doing my lesson. Funny. That's funny.
1: <laughs> BJ and I w- both worked at uh, Motor Trend, and um, she was, what were you, executive editor? What were you, managing? No, no, I
2: was a road test editor. Road
1: test editor. That's what it was. Yes.
2: I was in charge um, of all the cars and car of the years and all those things.
1: That's fun stuff. Uh, what what, uh, what news do you have for us
2: today? <laughs> Well, from the world of the absurd, our friend Elon Musk, I don't know if you heard this or not, and uh, being in Vegas, I'm happy to place bets for anybody that wants it. You know, just contact us through the Facebook page. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg, (laughs) the head of Facebook, and Elon Musk have decided to go head-to-head in a uh, cage fight. You know, honestly, I am not making this up.
1: No, no, it's the truth. It's all over the news. And I think yes. it, it may, it very well may be the biggest viewed thing in the history of pay-per-view, period. I just and, think and so. And I,
2: I have to agree with you. Yeah. I have to agree with you. Because we know Elon Musk. We know he's crazy. We know he's crazy about money. We know he'll do anything for money. And this is the, one of the things. Now, the question is, who do you think is going to win? Who are you putting your money on? And you're well, going to put your money on, on Musk, who, you know, he's a little bit older, got a lot more weight on Zuckerberg, but honestly, Zuckerberg's been working out.
1: Beings that my wife, I weigh 100 pounds more than her at any given time in the last 40 years we've been together. <laughs> okay. So if I'm 125, or she's 125, I'm two twenty. If she's 130, I'm 230. And I ask her, I said, can you just lose weight, get down to like, uh, you know, maybe like 100 <laughs> pounds so I could weigh 200? But when she gets mad... You know, honestly, and I I shouldn't tell this to the world, but when she gets mad, she shoves me into a chair, and then when I go back into the easy chair, you know what happens? Your legs go up in the air. Then she grabs my legs simultaneously and heaves them up over my head. And then I will laugh so hard that I have no strength to fight her off. And so she wins, and it's a total humiliation. So I'm pretty sure that there's going to be some sort of a total humiliation. And it could be that Musk is bigger and stronger, but... Suckerberg is a weasel man. He's a human weasel, and he'll figure out a way to trip the giant, and then he'll like chew his eyeballs out or something.
2: Gnaw well, off his they've ear. agreed to it, yeah. so we're going to see what happens. So I just thought that was entertaining. I love okay. it. I love it. That's All right, good. my my next point is for you. Exactly, my next piece of news. And I'm calling it, get your butt out of the car. Yeah. Because I think, you know, when you go to pump gas, you don't have to pump gas in Oregon. You have somebody that does it for you. Right. Well, they're changing the times. So what they're doing now is that you're going to be able to pump your own gas at the station. There may be an attendant there or two, but you're finally allowed to do it yourself without them threatening to pour gas all over you if you even start to get out of your vehicle. So it's interesting because I think Oregon and New Jersey might be the only two states that still had people pumping gas. And it was, again, to help. Keep people, help them keep their jobs and things like that. I, I got to yeah, I get it. Yep.
1: But I, yeah, I went so. I went to, uh, in, now the one thing you can do at gas stations, filling stations or fuel stations can opt to let trucks pump their own diesel. Okay? Right. So right. I went to get fuel and I happened to have a little diesel uh, Jeep Gladiator. So I pulled behind a big truck and I noticed there was a, argument going on between the attendant and the guy in this big jacked up big diesel pickup truck uh-huh. and evidently the guy had started to pump his own gas and this attendant came out and says you cannot pump your own gas he says in oregon you can pump your own gas he says he says no he says that is not entirely true in all stations he says we do not allow it he says across the street you can pump your own gas so i'm 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 watching this thing go on uh-huh. and i I'm like, oh, my God. this And so the the language I can't repeat here is a $500,000 fine. But (laughs) F-bombs here and there and back and forth. So the big diesel truck, (laughs) the black smoke and everything, you know, was trying Uh to soot the guy out. So I come puttering in with my little. (laughs) And I I pull up there and the guy, he says, uh, you can't pump your own gas. And I knew the guy. I knew. I said, I know you can't pump your own gas. Uh-huh. And he says, Well, you should tell that guy. I said, Excuse me. I said, I'm not interested in your conversation. Get your ass over there and pump my gas. <laughs> the,
2: the guy you almost, know, he almost fell I mean, on the ground laughing. <laughs> I don't use a credit card anymore. I just use my Apple Pay. So, what am I going to hand my watch over to the person? You know, uh, I never like giving my credit cards to somebody anyway. Oh, so that is I'm, funny. I'm okay if you've got to get your butt out of the car and pump some you know, gas. I'm
1: okay with it too. It doesn't bother me in the slightest, but. I will say, because in Oregon it rains a lot, and in in New Jersey, snow and weather. It's kind of nice when somebody does pump your gas. And you know what? They wash the window. It's amazing. Yes. They actually, at this little shell station I go to, They every time they they squeegee my window, wash my window, and and they'll have a nice conversation with you. How's your day going? It's really kind of nice, something that is lost. Because most, when you have self-serve stations, BJ, you know this. There's yeah. a riffraff hanging around in the wings somewhere, hence the reason why I have a machete right inside my door. <laughs> Sometimes I carry a gun. That's right. <laughs> uh, uh-oh. That's when I'm in uh, <laughs> places where you pump your own gas. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you, BJ.
2: Thank you. I told you.
1: the Kraken is out. Um, I don't know what to do about it. It's, It's just me. This is the real me. Sorry, not sorry. We'll be right back with Carl Brower. Stay with us.
4: Attention, business owners 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors. Every single day, there are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book.
0: This is The Drive with Alan Taylor.
1: And joining us right now is my friend, automotive industry analyst. He's a Forbes Autos contributor. He is a juror and board member of the North American Car and Truck SUV of the Year. Uh, he is on the jury of the World Car of the Year. He's an analyst for iccars.com, and he runs a car wash out of his garage. Carl Brower.
6: <laughs> yeah, but the last one is only for me, and I still don't do it nearly as much. But Yes, I do.
1: That's hilarious. So last week, I spoke to George Kennedy the Third, and we had mm-hmm. a very disturbing, I will say it, I'll have to say it like that, a very disturbing conversation about Mercedes-Benz, so much so that I... I had to apologize to him afterwards that he will probably never be able to drive another Mercedes Benz again for being on my show. I have pretty much been blacklisted, I want you to know, by all the
6: automakers. <laughs> um, that's right, you have. I, I forgot about that. You know, Alan, I got to go. I, 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 yeah, right. I got to go. See you.
1: This is a dangerous show, <laughs> I got to tell you, because this is a forum where you can speak your mind, Carl. See?
6: That's always dangerous, Alan, you know. Right, I know,
1: with you and me especially. He (laughs) spoke about the Mercedes-Benz EQS, the electric SUV, evidently, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, Carl. I know that you've driven a couple of SUVs, or Mercedes anyway, lately. Is it me, or is it freaking confusing as hell?
6: Um, I'm going to have to go with, Confusing as hell, Alan, because, uh, <laughs> exactly. yes, and so what I drove recently, I've driven a couple Mercedes-Benz, we can talk about one, we can't talk about the other, I can't talk about the SUV that I drove recently, but okay. I can certainly say its name, because everyone knows it, and its name officially would be the Mercedes-AMG, that's the new performance description of their cars, it used to be Mercedes-Benz cars, and there were AMG versions, now they're called Mercedes-AMG, so you've got three letters right there, then the model is the EQE. Ugh. But we're not done yet. Because there's an EQE sedan, too. Oh, geez. It's an EQE SUV. So, so the whole cares. name of the car is oh. the Mercedes AMG EQE SUV. <laughs> and, and, and I'm feeling a little, you know, like uh, PO'd at all the, uh, uh, you know, yeah. and, and feeling like, uh, you know, they need to figure their naming out PDQ. You know what? I'm a little, you know.
1: Here's the thing. I remember back in the time when cars had names, you know?
6: Yeah, I know. Words, words.
1: Yeah. Actual, like, you know, uh, Acura Legend and Integra yep. and, and a Cadillac uh, whatever, you know, Seville, or whatever. But then they went to these, these all this stuff that you're talking about. What do they call that when it's just a bunch of letters? Acronyms. And, you
6: know, acronyms. You know, the alphanumeric. Yeah, acronyms. the
1: alphanumerics. That's what I was like. So confusing as hell, but at least you still had the three series, the four series, the five series, the six series, the seven series. So you knew what series car you were in then, you know, with BMW anyway, or even with, you know, the E class, the S class Mercedes, you know, it's just so confusing anymore. It's like, I don't want to have to have a 30 minute conversation with people explaining why they're wrong about which class of car my car is. No, my car costs more than that class of car. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, geez. No, Who cares, no, no, really?
6: Dude, you know, you and I, as is often the case, are 100% aligned here. And, and you know, I've seen this happen. And what I've been saying for years is that the Europeans had alphanumeric naming and it worked for them, right? You had A4, A6, A8 right, for the right. Audis. Yeah. Three series, a five series, a seven series, or maybe even a six series for the BMWs. And you had the A class, C class, E class, S class. And it was pretty obvious. As the numbers went up, or as we went further down the alphabet, you got bigger, more expensive vehicles. Fine. Takes about two seconds to figure that out. We're all good. Right. And then it all went sideways in two ways. First, the Americans decided, well, look how cool all those European cars are that have all American names. We got to do that too. So let's trash El Dorado and Fleetwood and Seville. You know, we're, they're all going to get thrown out the window. And same thing with, you know, Continental and uh, trying to think. Of, well, I guess Zephyr was one of the Lincoln names and all. Unfortunately, Lincoln didn't have as many memorable names as Cadillac. But, right. And they're all going to be alphanumeric. And I and I was like... See, you can't God. even talk about it without losing track, right? There. I know. Well, my favorite thing was watching... I loved watching the Lincoln guys when everything was MK something, which right. was just a terrible naming convention for yeah. years that Lincoln had. And you'd watch their own guys doing their press conferences, trying to talk about the model names and getting confused. And so what I used to say a lot, among other things, was you guys need to quit trying to make American versions of European luxury cars down to the naming and start making... American versions of American luxury cars, okay? Quit trying to be, you know, you know, right. to be like Mike for years on that ad right, right. quit trying to be like Europe. Be like America, yeah, okay? Give yeah. me real names and give me American cars with American value. I know it sounds crazy, <laughs> but that's when you guys were actually the leaders in the industry and, you know, the standard of the world for a certain GM brand called Cadillac. <laughs> right. Why did you walk away from that
1: Yeah, and S-T-S. try to become
6: yeah. shadows of German luxury brands? Yeah. Stop. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, Lincoln has learned by the way they've got real names for their cars their cars are far better than they were even, right the like, Nautilus
1: 10 years ago. the and, navigator I get it so smart
3: yes. yes yep
6: it's great you know what it's like uh, it's like
1: uh, Elon Musk Elon Musk has a kid named like x34z right <laughs> now I know that's a little weird but the best one this reminds me of and uh, we'll take a break and come back and discuss this more. Was do you remember the movie uh Splash with Daryl Hannah? Yes. Do you remember what he when he said, What is your name? Do you remember that? And, and right. She was a um mermaid and her name was this. Right.
6: Ah! Yeah.
1: <laughs> that was her name. Right <laughs> That's
6: the problem.
1: It's like if you try and you put all that together, it spells. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. Carl Brouwer is from iccars.com. He's going to actually talk about what he drove a, I don't know, extremely powerful Mercedes Benz. But you don't say Benz anymore. Just Mercedes AMG. I don't know. It's Mercedes. That's the version of it. We'll be right back. (laughs) This message comes from our sponsor, Subaru. In June, as part of the Subaru Loves to Care initiative, Subaru and its retailers partner with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society and their local hospital or cancer treatment center to give warm blankets and messages of hope to cancer patients. Subaru and its retailers will have supported nearly 300,000 patients by the end of this year. Subaru is proud to be the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's largest automotive donor. Learn more at Subaru.com care. All right. I know that I went a long way back to uh, Daryl Hannah and Splash, but uh, Carl Brower joining us. Carl, you know I was in. Um, oh, what's the name of that town? Uh, Rothenburg, or where is it in uh, Iceland? Reckon, reckon. No, oh. what's the name of the city? And in- it's Reckon. It, it's
6: like. Re- Reg- Reg- or something? Yeah, Reykjavik, yeah. Reykjavik, that's what it is. That's <laughs> it roll- that's it. <laughs> rolls off the top. Yeah, Reykjavik,
1: like Iceland. So I'm, I'm in Reykjavik, Iceland, and I'm <laughs> sitting having breakfast. I think we were there with uh, Saab or Volvo or one of those car companies. This is about 10 years or so ago. And Daryl Hannah walks right in front of me and sits down and sits right down next to me, and I look at her, and I wanted to go, Daryl Hannah, but I didn't. I bit my tongue, and I just go, stuff some more bacon and eggs in my mouth. And then um, another famous, I don't even, I can't think of the guy, a famous uh, singer. She was with some famous singer that she's been dating and probably still is, and he sits down, and I'm going, mm-hmm, and I keep on pig troughing out, and I thought to myself, you know, Who's to know where you're going to see a famous star. In my case it was Reykjavik, Iceland having breakfast. But it was Daryl Hannah. So there's my Daryl Hannah story. All right, you drove <laughs> you drove a Mercedes of some sort. What the heck was it?
6: I thought you were going to say you asked her asked if she was Daryl Hannah and you no. so said no, my name is. Yeah! Anyway, <laughs> exactly. Um... <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> I should have. Uh, if, <laughs> if I was a famous person, that's how I'd start. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, um, oh, that's uh, good. Yeah, so here's the tricky thing, right, is that you've got this electric line of cars coming out from Mercedes-Benz, and they're using this EQ something name. Right, right. So now the idea is that it used to be the S-Class was the top of the line sedan. Now the EQS, is the top of the line electric sedan. The E class was the midsize next one down from the top dog one. And so now the EQE, but here's the problem, Alan, there's the EQE, but it could be the sedan I was just describing, or it could be the SUV Uh, and there's an EQS, but it could be the sedan or it could be the SUV. I drive a Mercedes Benz AMG EQE doesn't finish the job. I'm like, okay, okay, I still don't know what you drive. I need the body style. Oh, know, sorry. Right? It's the, and, and, yeah. and that's the quote-unquote creativity that went into the, to the last part of the name. It's not EQE X4 or X. Oh, that's the off-road one. It's the EQE SUV yeah. <laughs> or the uh, EQE honestly. sedan. So,
1: so, so let me ask you, uh, forgetting all that, what Mercedes did you drive, an SUV or a sedan?
6: <laughs> so I drove – these are all the electric cars. I drove the first – electric hybrid powered helping you know electric helping out the traditional internal combustion
1: engine
6: s-class so i didn't drive any of these eq well i did drive those but i can't talk about it yet what i can talk about today was the most powerful s-class the mercedes has ever made the mercedes amg s 63 e performance now Ooh. That name isn't much more uh, streamlined than these electric names you're talking about, but at least you know what they're saying. what you're saying. If right. Your S sixty right, three, right. you're pretty sure that's an S class n based car. Right. And E performance probably has something to do with electricity and well, performance. Well, and, and the sixty
1: three used to fast. used to be liters, six point three liters. I don't know whether they even did right. that. You know who knows anymore, but.
6: No, it's a four liter twin turbo V8. See, that doesn't, turbo combustion it, component. it doesn't even so, make yeah, so any it would, sense. And, so it'd have to be the S40 or S4.0. I know, or I know. But you know, oh. S4.0. No, but it's the S63 AMG. And its I'll tell you, naming creativity aside, this is a crazy fast car, Alan. Wow. Zero to 60, 3.2 seconds. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, it makes 1,055 torque. Pound feet of torque and 791 horsepower. So it's the most powerful S Class they have ever made. They are using a 188 horsepower electric motor mounted at the back of the car, plus a I think it's a 13 kilowatt hour battery pack. And what's really cool, Alan, is there's two speeds. There's a two speed transmission attached to the motor that then drives the rear wheels, plus the nine speed automatic that drives the front wheels. So you get all wheel drive and you can have all sorts of crazy combinations coming out of a corner you want torque to shoot you out of the corner without waiting for the engine to get to its sweet zone, the motor comes in and shoots you out of the corner. Oh you can drive on gosh. all electric power for a while if you want. It's Can I ask? The advanced technology is crazy. Yeah, right? it's
1: crazy, People, and the repair bills in 10 years are going to be <laughs> it, it basically. <laughs> this is the guy that owned the Tesla that blew it up. Did you ever see that video? Everybody yes. should uh, Google the Tesla being blown up by an owner that was so angry at it. Because I own a Mercedes right now that I am so angry at. It's been to, I, yeah. I, I bought it at Barrett Jackson, been in the shop two years. It's been back and forth to the shop. I want to blow it up. It would be worth it to lose the 15 grand or 17 grand I've got in it at this point. To watch it turn into a thousand pieces of shrapnel. That's, that's what these cars do. They're they are so, the only way you can afford to have one of these cars is to not own it. Sorry. That's, again. <laughs> I am not going to be loved by Mercedes-Benz, but how much is this car?
6: They didn't give a starting price. What would you guess? They did not just, release a starting price, but the, the, the rumor is two fifty, dollars Oh yes,
1: blowing up! The best way to get your money out of two hundred fifty thousand dollars is not going to visit. The Titanic? No, because you go down with the Titanic. It's blowing up yeah. that Mercedes Benz. Then you can have some pure joy because you lose 250000 bucks, but not your life. Okay. Like I said, Mercedes is not Now, Alan, lie. I'm sure it's
6: a very dependable, reliable car. And it's got great warranty. And are, and oh, distance. yeah. Come on now. I'm sure it does, Let's Carl.
1: I'm sure it does. But I said 10 years from now, 10 years from now, when there is no mechanic on Earth and you have to go to Mars... Or Uranus and get the car worked on. You know, because nobody's gonna know how to work on these damn things. Listen to this.
6: I mean, I love there, there are there there are a lot of components in that drive frame, you gotta admit. You I love it. Transmission.
1: I love it as long as it's under warranty and God forbid the next owner. That's all I can say. Um, sorry, that's just how I feel. I look at i I know, I'm already blacklisted, so what does it matter? <laughs> we'll take a break. <laughs> Carl, you're next! We'll be
3: right back.
0: Stay tuned. There's more of The Drive with Alan Taylor.
4: Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors. Every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book.
0: Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor.
1: Welcome back to The Drive. Here's your host.
0: Wow!
1: Yeah, that's from uh, Daryl Hannah from Splash. That was her name. And so I'm going to change my name. Um, Welcome back. I'm your host. Wow! And Carl Brouwer joining us. (laughs) You are going to be blacklisted from everything after being on my show. Golly,
6: <laughs> consider yourself hey, lucky. I just talked about how dependable and reliable those cars are. You're the one who makes them sound like they're not
1: going to work. No, I'm just saying. Listen, everybody knows. Everybody knows that these really highfalutin, expensive, very complicated, high engineered cars are kind of a nightmare. And a good example is the Maserati Biturbo. Remember back in the day, back in the, the oh, yeah. what was it, 83, 80, 84, 80. Yeah. yeah. And I remember going, yeah, I remember going to a wrecking yard and there was a perfectly beautiful Maserati bi-turbo in there that needed uh, turbos or something. I needed something. And I was like, what is going on with that, a theft recovery? And they're like, no, it's totaled because you have to like, you know, spend $20,000 fixing it and the car's only worth twelve. And I was like, well, what do you want for it? He goes, $4,500. I went, well, I'm going to pull that damn engine out and put a nice V8 Chevy in it. I didn't. <laughs> but I tell you what, I was very, very, very tempted because it was a beautiful machine. But that's the, the right. what happens when they run so far ahead. But now, see, I have heard a rumor, and you may be able to even weigh in on this, that General Motors is spending like a billion dollars on the new diesel engine plant for their new automotive diesel engines. Have you heard
6: anything about that? That's true, because, surprise, surprise, Alan, it's almost like the automakers have some kind of a, I don't know, contingency? Is that the word? (laughs) Contingency idea that they might need to have a backup plan? Yeah. Just in case. Just in case. Yep. We're not all being driven around by batteries in the next 10 years. Just in case. You know,
1: listen, and I think the electric car thing is really, it's kind of cool, okay? But not... It's like going to a steakhouse. Remember the uh, how do I say this carefully and professionally? Seinfeld had a show about the soup Nazi. Remember the soup Nazi? Yeah. Well, at this point, yeah. the car Nazi people are shoving electric cars down our throat, and it's it's like I, I don't want to I just don't want to I don't want to drink the soup. I'm sorry. Anyway, all right. Enough about that. You wanted well, to talk about? I, f- I
6: love no real quick. Okay. I love that you said that because we just did a study at Icy Cars looking at the cities that are adopting electric vehicles yeah. fastest or not and guess what three of the slowest fasting states in the last five years have been to adopt electric vehicles in california deal. of course so. oregon and washington <laughs> and everyone's like but those it are the close. most active. they yeah. have by the way those are the three with the highest percentage in their mix of electric cars so what does that mean alan yep. if you've got the highest percentage mix of electric cars and you're growing the slowest what do you take away from that, Alan? Yeah,
1: well, people don't want them. They're not. They're there's, not
6: yeah. there's a threshold. There's yeah. a resistance level. Once you get right. past a certain level, and it's somewhere between six and ten percent of the market share for EVs in any given state, yes, it stops going up. Yep. Because it's almost like all the people who are interested in driving electric cars have got one, and nobody else wants. One.
1: All right, you got two mm. minutes. I know you want to talk about the fiftieth anniversary of American graffiti. I don't know why. What the heck is going on with that?
6: Well, so this is probably the most influential movie on me, at least in terms of uh, <laughs> uh, who I am and who I became. Yeah. Uh, American Graffiti, most people hopefully know, George Lucas' first real movie. Oh, yeah, I he has project, THX yeah. and all that. But this was his first super successful movie. It's considered one of the most profitable movies ever in the history of Hollywood, given how much was spent and how much it has made. And it launched a lot of people's careers. But I love it because... The main character, one of the main characters in there, John Milner, who was like the cool stud with the fast car, the fastest car in the valley, was really who I think had a large influence on who I am and who I became. Because, you know, I always wonder how I got out of my teens alive at getting a 440 powered GTX at 15 years old in six months, right after I got my driver's permit, and I still didn't die. (laughs) And I know now, in retrospect, the reason I didn't die is because Milner was one of my heroes. And He was not just the fastest car in the valley. He was like the wisest car in the valley. He didn't do stupid things. He drove that car in a responsible way and he never crashed it. And that's who I... I don't think I actually thought that when I was driving the car. I think subconsciously that was my guidepost on how I behaved in that car. All right. All right. And in, uh, in the yeah.
1: background, you hear my favorite uh, so music from my favorite movie, but you're making a
6: pilgrimage?
1: A pilgrimage? A pilgrimage?
6: How do you say that word? So American, graffiti, American Graffiti was released on uh, August 11th, 1973.
1: So, yeah. so this
6: uh, August 11th is 50 years. And where are you going? And it was a Friday. And I'm going to go up to Petaluma and the oh. San Francisco area where the car, where the film was shot, and go visit all oh, the places that were uh, featured. That in
1: the I am going to go um, and and um, back a Ferrari out of the garage of some neighbor over the hillside, like Ferris Bueller's Day Carl Brower, everybody, icars.com. <laughs> Have fun out there, Carl. Got to run uh, another hour of the drive after this. Wow.
0: Now here's automotive expert, television and radio host Alan Taylor.
1: Well, gonna have a good show today. Uh, Lauren Fix is joining us right now. She is the Car Coach for CarCoachReports.com, and uh, you know there's there was some talk in the news about AM radio, and we're on a lot of AM radio stations. We're on about a hundred radio stations, so we're on AM and FM. And uh, But there was some talk that they were going to do away with AM radio. And Lauren is part of the uh, well the, the Save AM radio team, I guess you might say, that is trying to help Save AM radio. Thank you for doing that, by the way, Lauren.
7: Well, it's, it's
8: more than just for us. It's literally for everyone. And I've been pulling some threads on this because a group came to me and said, listen, we want you to be involved in helping Save AM radio. And it's not just because I'm on it, you're on it. Friends of ours are on radio. It's what AM radio is all about. So the, back in 1934, the federal government put an act in that they use the AM radio signal because it bounces, right? It goes along the curvature of the earth, right. where FM radio is linear. So you may notice that you're listening to your favorite FM radio, music, whatever, and you drive through a tunnel and you don't hear anything. And then you come to the other side and it connects, much like satellite radio, because it's linear. AM radio, the signal can bounce off the clouds, it can, goes along the curvature of the earth, so they use AM radio for emergencies so FEMA uses it for hurricanes tornadoes, floods, whatever emergencies, we used it actually, I've, been, I've heard it three times this year twice in Buffalo for the snowstorms that we had that were pretty serious, right. and once in Naples, Florida where I was down there, and they had the hurricane, and there was no cell phone service, there was no internet A lot of the towers were down. So basically you had power if you had a generator and you had AM radio. So AM radio has a purpose, but it goes further because when you think about AM radio, so when you build a car in North America, you build a pickup truck or you build a cool Dodge Challenger, whatever it might be, that same vehicle is sold in Canada. Of course, it's in kilometers. It's also sold in Mexico. So North America pretty much uses the same Vehicle. So if you eliminate something like AM radio or something simple like a button or a knob, that's the same thing is true for all of North America. So you live way north. I'd heard to a guy who's a storm chaser is a very cool job. I would not want that job. But he chases storms, not just for the weather channel, but for everyone. And he happens to live in Saskatchewan, Mm. which is like Calgary, way north. Right. And I said to the guy, I said, hey, listen, you know, what do you guys do? When there's a storm coming, I said, what do you listen to? You listen to satellite? He goes, oh, there's no satellite. He goes, the winds from the tornado with the clouds going, he goes, you wouldn't even get a signal. He said, the only thing you can get is ham radio, CB radio, and AM radio. That's it. He goes, don't even bother with that then, he goes, because it gets totally wiped out. Mm. I said, that's really interesting. I said, so what about internet? I said, you're way up in Saskatchewan. He goes, well, internet's expensive and it's spotty. He goes, we listen to AM radio to get our news. I said, so if there was no AM radio, what would happen? He goes, we would kind of be screwed. And the same thing is true with friends. I spoke with that live in Mexico and Central America. I started, I've been doing a lot of investigation to find out, do you want to listen to news sports? And there's a lot of sports, everyone loves their sports, the weather traffic, what's going on in your local community. You listen to AM radio. So if they take that away, it hurts. It hurts a lot of people, not just in small cities, but like New York. If you want, if you like my girlfriend's Cuban and she loves her Cuban soap operas, right? but she only can hear them on AM radio. <laughs> I mean, that's one person, right? but it's all good till they say one person dies, right? That's the, always the thing with the federal government until we lose one life. So the house subcommittee has put down a law called saving AM radio, AM radio for every vehicle act. We got it on the house floor. But we did notice right away that BMW, Porsche, Audi, Volvo, and a few of the German brands have removed AM radio already, as we speak today. So if you have a wow. German car and you decide to listen to AM radio, you want to listen to Alan Taylor, you can't. That's not cool. Man. We want to hear you, Alan. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. Well, AM radio used to rule the world. Oh, that's the good song day. too. You know, it's oh, <laughs> <can't> ah, <laughs> good, <call>. good, good. <laughs> Oh dear, you know WLS in Chicago. WLS, you know what that stood for? World's largest store. That was Sears and Roebuck. Sears owned really? WLS. And uh, that's how they reached the farmers, was on AM radio. I
8: didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't even think about it. I didn't even the farmers, and I'm going to ask them plant. But I, I will tell you, think a WGM, world's largest radio network. Nobody else has 770, but them anywhere in the country. They own that channel.
1: All right, hold tight. Lauren Fix is with us. Trying to save AM radio
8: all by herself. And she's
0: doing it. We'll be right back. Next world. Stay tuned. There's more of The Drive with Alan Taylor.
4: Attention, business owners. 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors. Every single day, there are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book.
1: Well, you're listening to The Drive all across America. I'm Alan Taylor. Thanks for joining us, talking about cars, the car hobby, the car business, what's new in the uh, world of the automobile and the pickup truck and the SUV and the electric car and whatever else there is. Lauren Fix is with us, carcoachreports.com on the web. Lauren, is it, the, uh, is it political, you think, this whole AM thing, or is it car makers, or who's, you know who's what? doing this?
8: You'll be shocked. So I do what's called pulling a thread. My husband says, always follow the money. And he's right. So I followed the money. It's not politics. It's the car manufacturers. The car manufacturers don't want AM radio because it's free. They don't want FM radio because it's free. Mm. So you'll notice that some car manufacturers are pulling Apple CarPlay and Android Auto wow because they want you on a subscription plan
1: oh this is Uh, what it's about uh, okay yeah
8: so you remember bmw said oh you want heated seats you got the button did you pay for the subscription and now we're finding that audi is charging for certain climate control features mercedes is charging for horsepower increases and then we also found out that today 10 Million global subscribers to Hyundai. It's billions of dollars in money, and they're not about to give you free radio if you don't want to pay. Right. You're going to pay. Yeah. Isn't no. that crazy?
1: Once again, the almighty dollar, it uh, is affecting us in such a way that we cannot have the freedom to just noodle through the channels on AM or FM radio because... Yep. They can make money if they have control over that, and you know. Have you seen you a, have, have you seen a uh, portable AM/FM radio in a while? I haven't. You know. I have some in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, well, what else is going on? But you on know in the what's news,
8: funny? Huh? What? I, I do want to transition because okay. people are saying, "Oh, you can't use AM radio with electric cars." Well, I just turned in. The Toyota BZ4X and Alexis Lexus RZ450E, both electric cars. They're very similar. It's a little different. Really cool technology. Both had AM radio mm. because Toyota has changed their whole interface. They've gone with 14-inch screens, got rid of that stupid tune system with a dumb little mouse that I despise. <laughs> and they really... I really did. I told them that. I said, this this mouse pong pad is ridiculous. But you know what? They really... Stepped up their game, and I give them a lot of credit for that because the result has been Toyota's killing it, man. They've got new products on the Lexus lineup. I drove some new Lexus products, but we got to see the GR Corolla, the GR Supra, and the GR 86. They were really cool.
1: Mm. This GR is a performance thing, right?
8: Gazoo Racing, yes.
1: Yeah. And I, you know, I don't know that they do enough marketing on that so that people actually understand what that is. I mean, I, I know it because I'm in the sold. business.
8: They're all sold. For the Corolla, they're making 860 of huh. them. They're all going to be sold. Wow. For the Supra, they're making 900. And for the GR Corolla Circuit Edition, 1100. They're all going to be sold. won't take long.
1: So it's kind of an AMG package kind of a thing, I guess you might say, if you yeah. if you know what that is. Mercedes Benz.
8: Yes. Or, or an M package, you know, obviously it's performance edition, well, but they've really stepped up their game because everybody's doing performance cars, which I find interesting. They're all gas powered. I know. Interesting. Yeah, and I, manual transmission, yes.
1: I went by a Ford dealer this morning, and in there was a Dodge Charger SRT. I don't know, maybe Ooh. it was a 392. I. There was a special edition. It was at a Ford that, dealer. At a Ford dealer, and it was a real new, like a twenty-one or twenty-two, brand new. I mean, the car, of course, was all detailed, looked brand new. But I, I yeah. had to do a double take because they had it sideways on the front line instead of having them, you know, parallel, part not parallel. What's it when they're a- angled in? You know, they had yeah. it completely sideways, and and I looked at that car, and it was that battleship gray, and I I thought mm-hmm. exactly what you just said. The performance cars with the big V8s are what people are really paying the big money for right now. And I. And thought, they
8: don't care. They'll pay over a sticker.
1: Yeah. And here it is at a Ford dealer, and it's on their front line, prominently displayed, taking up three regular parking, or not parking, but display <laughs> spaces. And I thought, look at that. Awesome. It's the performance vehicles with the big engines. Um, that people want and the same with uh, the gr from Toyota the performance division yep
8: and big pickup trucks because our friend Tim Kaniskis is run heading up Ram so watch I know. out we're gonna get some really wicked trucks coming from Dodge
1: when we come back I want to talk about that new electric SUV from Chevrolet I looked at your uh, your little story on Facebook and I had to pull over and read it because it was shocking oh, nice. that's a cliffhanger to the other side of the commercial break we'll be right back <music>
3: Through sand.
1: This message comes from our sponsor, Subaru. In June, as part of the Subaru Loves to Care initiative, Subaru and its retailers partner with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society and their local hospital or cancer treatment center to give warm blankets and messages of hope to cancer patients. Subaru and its retailers will have supported nearly 300,000 patients by the end of this year. Subaru is proud to be the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's largest automotive donor. Learn more at Subaru.com slash care.
0: Welcome back to the drive. Now here's your host, Alan Taylor.
1: And our show is brought to you in part by the Subaru Outback. What is it, the Wilderness Edition? Check it out at uh, Subaru.com slash Wilderness. Lauren Fix is joining us, thecarcoachreports.com. You can find her on Twitter, at Lauren Fix. Instagram, hashtag carcoachreports. And, uh, of course, laurenfix.com also, but uh, carcoachreports.com. Lauren, I was looking at uh, Facebook, and you and I are both friends with uh, Mark Royce, who is the president of General Motors. And he's, he's not going to
8: be happy with me.
1: No, I thought it's like so funny. So he puts a picture of the new General Motors electric pickup truck. It's like, I think it's a Silverado, right? So it's a Chevrolet. And he says, here it is, the best truck ever. And, you know, these are, he, I think his Facebook page is, is really just people he knows. You know, I don't think he's, it's not like a public thing. I don't think. But anyway, and, and I, you know, I liked it. I thought that's a good looking
8: truck a Good looking truck, so I hit thumbs it up. It's a good looking truck, right? It looks a little like a Lordstown, but it's a good looking truck.
1: Oh, it's better looking than a Lordstown, but it's it, all
8: right, I'll give you
1: that. It is a little better looking than Lordstown, but uh, so then I scroll on from there. It's like I scroll on, and what do I see? The GM electric Silverado, the $40,000 GM Silverado is dead, and I'm like,
8: What? Yeah, and it's I got my I, article, it actually comes from Inside EVs. So, so, so
1: wait a minute. So, let's explain. So, the $40,000 version is dead, but that's because the truck is a whole lot more than $40,000. And so, I guess that means that originally they said they were going to build an electric Silverado and it was going to start out at 40000 bucks, And it starts out more hmm. into the, in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. And up to $174,000.
8: Yeah.
6: yeah,
1: but I, I was seeing, I think it was in your article. Now I, then I had to go and do all this research and look it up, that they're going to make one that will start in the 50s. Is that right?
8: Well, we haven't seen that. Promise is promise. Ah, uh, there you but go. But still, you know, we hear this every day. You and I have been doing this for oh, our no. whole entire life. Yep. We constantly, oh, we're going to get this for you for X amount of money. You know, and then you look at the Chevy, the Silverado, which is a good-looking truck. Yeah, I love it in the blue, by the way. Versus the one.
1: Are you talking about the, the electric, old- the electric, the electric Silverado, or just the Silverado?
8: The the electric. Well, I okay. like them both in when it comes in the in the blue, but the white electric Silverado almost looks like a stormtrooper. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I personally, I personally like the blue, but that's I like blue trucks. But anyway, if you're looking for the one that's already in production, it starts at seventy nine thousand eight hundred dollars, which is twice what oh, they promised. Yeah. Then there's a Silverado EV3WT, which starts at seventy four eight. And if you want the Silverado RST, the one that everybody wants, is coming in the fall. One hundred and six eight ninety five, basically one hundred and seven thousand plus your favorite dealer's Ooh, markup.
1: Yeah, right. If you can find
8: one. You know yeah. they're going to mark it up. Sure. You can't get them.
1: Yeah. And then you know if you just wait a year the price will come yeah. down and you can get one, but everybody wants, you know, they, they have FOMO fear of missing out. And so they yep. want to be the first one on the block with that thing. And, but you know what? I just think it's unwise to rush out and spend all the big money like that. And so I would say it's not what I would
8: do. So they, I would wait. Yes. Let them sort out the issues. I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, it's like Elon Musk and the cyber truck. We still haven't seen what this thing's really going to look like, all kinds of promises, but let's, it's not going to be a $40,000 truck either, even though Elon's running around saying, oh, it's going to be a $40,000
6: truck.
8: It's not. Yeah. It's not going to look like that. It's not going to be shiny, stainless, because that would be damaging to other people, because the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration does not allow for shiny vehicles like that, like chromed vehicles, Mm. because the reflection would blind oncoming traffic, blind pedestrians, blind the driver. It would be really dumb. Yeah. And all these flat sides probably won't come into production. I think it'll look a lot different when it finally shows up. Yeah. It may be even uglier than it appears initially when it shows up. (laughs) We shall see. It could look like a triangle with
1: wheels. I, I will say that because most all... Of the um, big heavy duty diesel trucks, you know, the Ford F 250s and 350s with diesels and four wheel drive and all that. They're 75, 85, 95,000
8: bucks. Oh, 100. Yeah. That, I have so a, that's I have a what. one ton dually, it was 100 grand. My son in law just bought a yeah. Ram truck, three quarter ton, really nice, with the, the super extended cab. So it's like a four doors with the extended cab on the back. Right. Really, what do they call it? The mega cab. Right. Really nice. Truck. I mean, like super impressive diesel and everything he uses. Work truck. That thing was over a hundred grand. Wow. I mean, you want a truck with all the goodies, you're going to pay for it, and especially if you want towing capacity.
1: Yep. Well, all I can say is that uh, they probably figured, well, when we first started this journey, we thought we could do this for forty thousand bucks, and the reality is we're not selling as many cars. We don't make as much on cars anyway. The cash cow is a pickup truck. So let's just, unfortunately, go back on our word a little bit. And that's what they did, because they do not have a I don't think they have any bill. options.
8: They don't yeah. have any options. No. They're kind of caught in a situation. You know, you made the promises, and now you have to just, like, pretend it didn't. Well, we kind of said sort of. Yeah. Well, when you tell your kids you're going for ice cream and it didn't work.
1: (laughs) Right. I will say uh, the one that uh, our friend Mark Royce showed, a white Silverado electric truck. uh, Beautiful. I thought it was a beautiful truck. Would I buy one? It looks good. I I would not buy one. I just, no. It
8: doesn't fit my lifestyle. If I'm towing race cars, I might be getting 50 miles and I'd be in trouble.
1: Lauren Fix can be found at carcoachreports.com. You can find her at all the different uh, social media sites. Just look her up, Lauren Fix. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you. All right. We'll be back with more of The Drive. Do not go anywhere.
4: Attention, business owners. 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book.
0: Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Well, by golly,
1: our show is brought to you in part by Subaru, and uh, they are a sponsor of ours. Featuring the new 2024 Outback Wilderness, part of the Wilderness family with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, higher ground clearance, a turbocharged engine, and all-terrain tires. It opens up new territory for you to explore. Adventure Elevated. Discover the Subaru Outback Wilderness at Subaru.com slash wilderness. That's right. Brian Moody joining us now. Uh, Brian is the executive editor of Autotrader.com. And today yes, sir, yes got the uh, best used compact cars for the affordable price of five thousand dollars. Everyone always dollars. complains,
7: right? Nothing's yeah. affordable. Yeah. Well, I've some for you. There you go. That's what
1: we need. Five thousand bucks is in the range. So this comes from Chrome Trader.
7: These are gonna have yeah, I can't promise these are gonna have great miles, but you know, if you need a car yeah. and you got about five grand, okay. here's our list of that. Okay, so number ten, Volkswagen Jetta. Mm. I think the interior quality, this would probably be a 2007, around there, 2007, 2008. Nice ride quality, nice handling, nice interior. Usually you're going to get the base 150 horsepower, 2.5 liter, four-cylinder engine, but you can also maybe find the two liter that's turbocharged with 200 horsepower. That would be the most fun for your five grand. Sometimes Volkswagens get a bad rap as having, are being like unreliable or whatever. I don't think they really are. I think there's certain technologies that maybe are more or less, but 07, 08, is a good one. Yeah. 06, 07 Corolla, that's a good one. Toyota. Yeah, those just last. And even if you have one that has 100,000 miles or more, fine. You'll probably be fine. Yeah. About 31 miles per gallon, 37 miles per gallon on the highway. So imagine getting a used car that gets, eh, let's just say it's going to get 35. That's pretty good. Yeah.
1: No, it's good. And by the way, my son has a Jetta we bought. And he has not had a single problem in it, and he's got 90,000 yeah. miles, not a single problem. So
7: Yeah, I'm not um, surprised. Yeah. I think they get kind of a bad rap because there were some other cars in the Volkswagen lineup back in the day. But I think the Jetta is pretty good, and I yeah. think that some Passats are pretty good, too.
3: Yep.
7: Okay, so now we're up to number eight. This is one of my personal favorites. I mean, I don't know how easy it's going to be to find this, but 2010 Suzuki SX4. Don't be bothered by the fact that it's a discontinued brand. It's still an economical car. It can seat four comfortably. 2010 to 2013 should be about five to six grand. Wow. This next one, listen, it's on the list, is what I can say about this one the 2007 Saturn Ion. I think they're reliable cars, (laughs) but they are not comfortable cars. Okay. It was designed to be an inexpensive commuter car, and that's exactly what it is. Time hasn't been kind to the Saturn Ion, but it is spacious inside and it is affordable. So if you need something that's gonna last, that might be a good You know,
1: my birthday was the other day and they said time hasn't what did you say time hasn't been nice to
7: Time hasn't been kind to the Saturn Island. <laughs> it hasn't been kind to me either. <laughs> anyway, cont-
1: <laughs> continue on. <laughs> uh,
7: then we have the Nissan Sentra. So you probably, for about five grand, you would be getting around a 2008. Maybe you could sneak up to a 2009, uh, look for the SER trim, which right. in this generation of car wasn't really high performance. It was just a nice-looking car. Mm-hmm. Um, 140 horsepower, four-cylinder engine. Most of them are going to have automatic transmissions, nice, comfortable cabin, that kind of stuff. Then we go up to, uh, this is one I would actually consider. I considered one of these from one of my kids. We ended up not buying it, but I I considered it. And this is the 2009 to 2010 Mitsubishi Lancer. Mm. Not an Evo. Let's don't get crazy. Right. But a Lancer, the economy car that the Evo is based on, you know, it's turbocharged, all-wheel drive, Those versions might be out of reach for five grand, but if you get a front wheel drive with a 152 horsepower engine, you have maybe you get a spoiler, maybe you get a little exhaust. You know, you're on a budget. What can you do? Right. Also, the 2010 Kia Forte, one of the newer cars on the list for about five grand. Mm -hmm. I would look for an EX model and look for nice options like a sunroof, heated seats, cruise control, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Then we have, in a similar vein, the 2008 Hyundai Elantra. You know, again, nice. It'll probably have, if you get an SE, it'll have things like leather seats, cruise control, you know, probably not going to have nav or anything like that. Number two is the Ford Focus. Depending on the year you get, check the recalls, check Carfax, that kind of stuff. Some of them are reliable, some of them are not. But decent-looking car for five grand. in, you know, Spacious, that kind of stuff and the number one pick for a good compact car under $5,000 is the Chevy Cobalt really no they're good cars they aren't much to look at but they do get up to 37 miles per gallon on the highway it's a good-looking car it's got a nice comfortable interior and they have a smooth ride and they hold up they last so If you're looking for a car for about five grand, there are some economy cars, some used compact cars you can find for around five grand. My personal picks would be something like the Kia Forte, the Volkswagen Jetta, or the Toyota Corolla.
1: Yeah. So my pick would probably be the Corolla for number one, only because I've had such good experience with, you know, the last. 20 years of watching Corollas. They just go, go, go. The odd thing is the next one would be, if I had to place these in order of of my own personal order, I realize Auto Trader has their order, but Sentra, the Nissan Sentra, just a really good little car. Yeah. Um, Perhaps next, believe it or not, this may shock you, the Lancer, the Mitsubishi Lancer. I don't know why. I actually like those. Yeah. I, I think maybe... This is going to sound weird, and it's probably the same exact reason for the Corolla and the Sentra. The type of buyer that bought these cars new were looking to get from point A to point B they were not looking for fancy-schmancy-looking, you know, Corolla. Yeah. Fancy-schmancy Sentra. Even though, like you said, they did make some fancy ones. And the Lancer, they made an Evo, which I ended up buying an yeah. Evo. And they're awesome machine. Yeah. The Evo was just the, you know, the hot-rodded version, all-wheel-drive Lancer. But, right. you know, the, the owners, the original owners would have been, you know, uh, maybe a nurse or a, uh, just a person, you know, a kid going to school that the parents bought them this reliable car. You know, I don't know. It it just there's an yeah, interesting twist, yeah. So I I'm I think, to think who, the what Jetta, the Jetta. are like. Yeah, go ahead.
7: I would not go buying any of these cars if you show up to look at it or see pictures online and it's like lowered with a big exhaust. That's yeah, gigantic, leave correlated. that alone. I think I'd probably just skip that. And on the list, I think the Jetta is one of those ones that I like, but I want it to be stock. And I think the Jetta is one that might be. More prone to that kind of stuff. Maybe the Lancer too, because a lot of people are going to be like, "My dick is good as an Evo." Yeah. Oh no, it's not, buddy. No, no it's not. No, it's
1: not. <laughs> uh, I decided to play this song because there's a little hope that you can still get a nice car, Ooh, a decent car. I like for five grand. Um, so, Autotrader.com best used impact impact import car for under five or around five grand. All right, hang tight. Brian's got more to talk about here. Uh, Believe it or not, he says inventory at all-time high. What does that mean to us? He'll tell us on the other side. It's the drive.
3: Here
1: comes the sun.
3: Here comes the sun.
1: well you're listening to the drive all across america thanks to our sponsors that keep us on the air i know i know but you know what i got good ones like dodge domestic not domesticated you know brian moody's on the line here from uh, auto trader uh number one in dependability uh dodge and then ram right behind that the same basic company i was pretty impressed with that you know, saw that, yeah. yeah, I saw that, yeah, um okay, so inventory at an all-time high for the automakers and yes. their car dealerships, what does that mean to the world?
7: Well, okay, so there's this term called day supply, okay. which for dealers and other people who may be in the know, is basically like saying if they stopped making cars and they had to just sell cars on their lot or that they have available to them how long would that last so the right. day supply is uh, is 55 right now it's been in the 30s sometimes 60 is considered normal but lately that hasn't been the case so basically the total us supply of available unsold new vehicles is at 1.96 million units and that is pretty good that's going up so day supply meaning how many cars they have 55 days worth of cars and that's 46 percent higher than the same time a year ago so that's wow. a improvement right there and then uh, other good news the average listing price for a new car right now is 47,172. so uh, that still seems high but the average listing price or let's just say the asking price it kind of like went up and down through the month of may and we're into june but ultimately ended up below where it began. And so the average listing price was $47,569. It's now $47,172. So still around the same range, but that average listing price is still 4% higher than it was a year ago. So some good news, uh, Mm -hmm. there's more cars, there's more inventories, more available vehicles and the average listing price or asking price for a new car. Is getting back toward reasonable.
1: Well, <laughs> will it ever be there again? If we can say that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, honestly, I was in a gas station last night and I, I had a little Allen hunger. Like, I need something sweet to eat. So I, I went in and I'm walking up down the aisles and I'm like, oh, a Snickers bar. $1.79? What? And I'm like, no. Wow. Yeah, and I so I walked on and I'm looking at all these things and I'm like, a little tiny bag of chips that would only fill my hollow cavity in my wisdom tooth was like $2.39. I'm like, what happened to everything that it is so expensive these days? Then I started thinking about, yeah, I guess that's what's happening. Everything cost twice as much as it did about 10 years ago. It's crazy. So yeah, will it ever get back? I don't think so. I think we are... This
7: is the new normal, as they say. I don't know. Yes. But here, let me, let me add a word of caution that non-luxury brands, here are some non-luxury brands with the lowest inventory. So we're talking about averages, the average day supply, the average you know, number of cars across the country. It might not be the case if you look at one of these brands. Non-luxury brands with the lowest inventory included Honda, Toyota, and Kia, as well as Subaru, Hyundai, and chevrolet all with below industry average supply meaning those cars are in demand and you know may or may not be negotiating on that you might just pay the price they're asking luxury brands at the low end of inventory included lexus bmw land rover cadillac and porsche so all those types of vehicles that i just named those brands are in demand and may not have an abundance of cars to pick from but If you want some cars that have high inventory, it would be brands like Jeep. It would be luxury brands like Infinity, Buick, and Lincoln as well. So that's a place to look. You're looking for tons of selection. I'd be looking at Jeep and Lincoln probably. You know what's funny
1: is because of the Internet, you know, the world is changing so much. I have a uh, Jeep right now. You're talking about Jeeps. And yeah. I, I noticed now because of the concierge in the phone that is listening to everything, if I say the word Jeep or talk about my Jeep at all, all of a sudden I'm being served up all kinds of bits and pieces and things. Yeah. And But I yeah. also noticed the same thing even on social media. You start being served up forums of people that, you know, Jeep owners forums and, yeah. you know, um, uh, Jeep problems, question mark, you know, it's like, it's like,
7: wow. These things
1: really you know, are listening. You know,
5: first,
7: I noticed that first when a, a guy, I was talking to this guy, uh, I think it was a church or something weird like that, and the guy was like, hey, you got to get a pair of these shoes. And I was like, oh, what are they called? And He goes, they're called Allbirds. You'll love them. I never heard of all birds before. Have you ever heard of that? I'm, not, gonna, of
1: I'm not even going to say it because it'll be all over my phone.
7: <laughs> I, right? That happened. I never. It wasn't like I could have been looking for them because I never even right. knew that it existed before that <laughs> and moment. There and then it later is. Later that day. Oh, look at us. Uh, all right. When we come back,
1: Brian Moody from Autotrader.com is going to talk about the eight, or I should say, the best eight-seater SUVs. There may be 10 of them. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Eight, six, who knows? But eight seats, that's what there is. We'll be right back.
4: Attention, business owners 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors. Every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book
0: This is The Drive with Alan Taylor Hey I want to do a
1: little promotion for a movie coming out on July 4th called The Sound of Freedom and it stars Jim Caviezel he played Jesus Christ in uh, Passion of the Christ from Mel Gibson you know Anyway, it's, it's because of the, uh, the, the children that are being trafficked and then put into sex slavery that uh, Angel Studios has made this movie with Jim Caviezel and the other folks that are in it, obviously. But it's coming out on July 4th, and if you go online to angel.com, you can get free tickets to it. Two million children are stolen and trafficked and put into sex slavery every year. I know. It's horrifying, but there's a a real-life story movie coming out on July 4th. Sound of Freedom. Call your movie theater. Go see it. You can get tickets to see it for free. Everyone needs to see it. It's horrifying what's going on. Now, after that, I bring it back to Brian Moody to lighten the mood from autotrader.com.
7: Yes, family cars. (laughs) There you go. So we're talking about family cars. Right. These will fit the bill. A lot of SUVs, are talking about SUVs and minivans can seat seven or eight people. These have options. Now, just keep in mind, whatever cars I say is going to be optional. You're going to have to do work. You're going to have to check boxes to make sure you get eight passenger seating. So okay. uh, here's the top 10. We'll try to get through them pretty quick. But okay. number 10 is the Nissan Armada. Oh, yeah. Decent size SUV. Toes 8,500 pounds. Probably worth considering. Yeah. Toyota Grand Highlander. Remember, that's the bigger Version of the Highlander. Right. In the base and XLE trim, eight passenger seating is a no cost option. Right. Just check the box for second row bench seat. Okay. That's the key. Anything that has a second row captain's chairs, you're not going to get.
1: Yeah, seven.
7: Uh, eight passenger seating. Exactly. Okay. Armada Highlander. Uh, Mazda CX90. You know that car? CX90. Yes.
1: Actually, a, quite a big SUV from Mazda.
7: Yeah. So replaces the CX9, but now the CX90 uh, has a turbocharged straight six. Uh, you have to get a bench seat in the second row, like most of these. The third row is a little bit tight, so that might be kids. Three kids, three adults in the middle, two adults in the front. Okay. Then we have the Honda Pilot. Oh. All new for 2023. It's right. an exterior upgrade, some new technology, and eight-passenger seating can be had from the LX base model. Okay. So that's Good. worth considering. Excellent. Uh, Hyundai Palisade, also available on higher-tier models. Eight-passenger seating, no. second-row bench is always the key. Same with the Kia Telluride. And here's the thing. Now we're starting to get into some prices. Eight-passenger seating, Hyundai Palisade, 35 9 Kia Telluride, eight-passenger seating, three-row SUV, about 35 990
1: Yeah, fine Nissan one. Nissan Pathfinder. Okay, go ahead.
7: Yeah. Well, that's true. The Telluride is hard to find. Yeah. The Nissan Pathfinder, number three, even in base s trim. You can get good tech features, and you have to get bench seat in the second row. 35.2 for the Mm. Nissan Pathfinder. Mm. Uh, Chevy Traverse, you can get eight-passenger seat. It's a V6 engine. Price with eight-passenger seating, 34.520. But Chevy, there's a lot of packages. Just be aware of that when you go look for a Chevy SUV. There's a lot of packages, stuff you're going to want. And the number one. Bargain car for eight passenger seating is the 2023 Subaru Ascent. Wow. It is easily the most affordable eight passenger SUV on the market today. It's also an IIHS top safety pick plus. Wow. Which means it's safe in crash tests. So the Subaru Ascent People aren't always thinking about the Ascent when they think of Subaru. They're thinking WRX. They're thinking Forrester. They're thinking Outback. Right. Uh, but the Ascent is a more of a mid-sized SUV with three rows from Subaru. And you can get eight passengers in there, eight people in total, including the driver. So,
1: well, a and list that's,
7: of yeah. eight passenger SUV.
1: You would not think that from Subaru because you automatically, your brain says, compact car. But... Yeah. How do they squeeze eight passengers into a compact car? Well, go look at one of these things. You won't believe it. It's a lot bigger than you think. Uh, the SM's Subaru. pretty good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. And we're happy to have them as a sponsor. So it's nice to see. All right. So all of this is available, which was the best used compact cars for around five grand. It's at autotrader.com. Yes. And uh, best eight seater SUVs. You just heard the list also at autotrader.com. And uh, Brian Moody, thank you so much for uh, doing that. I was telling some of my early auto trader stories as I used to buy the centerfold. I just thought I was sexy buying the centerfold. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's going back 25, 30 years, Uh, maybe 35 years. Anyway, autotrader.com now, a massive website, lots of information. We thank them for partnering with us on this radio show. Brian Moody, executive editor. Thank you, brother. Yep, thank you. You sexy thing. All right, that's it for me. I tried to not be near as rambunctious in the second hour, but uh, anyway. We'll see you next week, same time, same channel. This is The Drive. This message comes from our sponsor, Subaru. In June, as part of the Subaru Loves to Care initiative, Subaru and its retailers partner with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society and their local hospital or cancer treatment center to give warm blankets and messages of hope to cancer patients. Subaru and its retailers will have supported nearly 300,000 patients by the end of this year. Subaru is proud to be the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's largest automotive donor. Learn more at Subaru.com
3: care.